the hog. Man, it's, um, again, it's crazy for me to say or think. It doesn't feel like it for me. I don't know how the rest of you, the panel here feels, that it's opening night of the NFL yeah. of football season. Kamish, welcome back. Good to see you, but here we are. Last we saw you was uh, post-Super Bowl last year, and here we are again, and yeah, it's here. Texans at Chiefs tonight, and let's get Good after game. it. Does it feel, where are you at, Commission? It you, feels great. You, you excited? Like, uh, you, re- you, you as amped as you are for any football season to start, or does it feel different for you with everything going on? No, it feels the same. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. It's football season. I think the NFL is in a position where they're just going to plow through and just make sure that this season happens no matter what because there's just too much money to be left on the table. So let's watch some football. It doesn't show like I'm not a big go-to-the-game guy. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are like disappointed they can't go up to Lambeau and watch the game, which I enjoy doing every other couple you know, couple years or so. But I would much rather, I mean, I'm, I'm way more comfortable in my basement or in my living room just watching the game on TV. It's such a good television product. So I don't think it's going to change that much for me. Well, what about no preseason? I mean, just it just feels different. Because of all the things, the, the world. That part has been weird. I feel like... It's just it's, it's pounding right in the face, and there's been no preempt to this. It's been okay because I don't watch a lot of preseason football, but... Well, the what I do, might occur. And, right. Well, exactly. There's more news to follow in the run-up to the season where you're seeing, okay, this guy, this guy uh, showed out well in the first preseason game, or this guy got hurt. So, especially from a fantasy perspective, trying to prepare for drafts and things like that, Incredibly difficult to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. who who's actually going to get playing time on these rosters. Who looks a little rough and rusty? Right. We don't know that. I chalk it up to one of those things that, yes, I think we all talked about preseason. Nobody really plays. It's too long. But took for granted a little bit. Kind of missed it now that it was gone. Just like It's like a little little appetizer, a little sample size. Nice to see whether it's not just even flipping on some highlights to see here's what the first team did for their series or two. See how they look. They're getting hit. It's against a different competition, and now you have none of that. And usually, week one—I mean, the last few years—because players haven't played in preseason, the football hasn't been good; has been bad. I don't know what it's going to look like at all tonight and this weekend. And how do, you, from a fantasy perspective, who knows? I think you just trust. Oh, yeah, I would think trust overall, who, what you think who who's been good and and assume that's going to overall. Start on here. I, I would expect it to be sloppy. Yeah, I think the teams with with good quarterbacks who are coming back in the same offenses as last year, you can trust them. So I do think we'll see a lot of points, like in a game like tonight between the Texans and the Chiefs. You know, two all-world quarterbacks who are in the same offense as last year. They should be good to go. But you're going to have a lot of teams like Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, and I don't even know if he's starting. I think he is. Um, but, like, what's that going to look like when you come out for the first game? Um, there's a lot, a of, lot of things passes. like that. Well, right. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I think if, if you're a gambler, if you like playing the spreads, this is a week where I would just – Stay away. Maybe you play a couple games you feel good about, but week one in the NFL is hard enough to figure out on its own. But in a year like this where you've got no preseason, no anything to really kind of kind of gauge, and th- these teams are going to come out sloppy, you're going to get some weird results by, by the end of this weekend. You know, think about New England playing Miami. Like, okay, that should be a surefire New England win, right? Even with Cam Newton at quarterback instead of Tom Brady. Who knows? Miami might come out and win that game. Fitzpatrick could throw five touchdowns. Like, we don't know. Stuff like that always happens in the NFL, and that's what makes it so exciting to watch. I like taking the underdogs in week one because usually it's it's overvalued with the, with the favorites, so you can yep. get some you can get some play there. By right, especially if, you're getting, especially if you're catching points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, so from a fantasy perspective, we just had our drafts just two nights ago in our league. Um, anybody that 
I mean, since with no preseason, the the NFL draft was weird with that watching that it at home. Who like new player players that are going to bust out this year? Who do you like? What rookies do you like that maybe uh, maybe are out there that that people drafted uh, late or didn't or, or whatnot? I I don't even know where to start with with a season. Well, I like mean, this. I I think we'll start with running back because Clyde Edwards Hilaire in Kansas City is getting all the pub after. Uh, was it Damian Williams opted out because of COVID? So Ceh is getting basically all the touches down there in Kansas City, which is a major, major offense in fantasy. They're going to put up tons and tons of points. But when it comes to the other rookie running backs, I don't think you're going to want to see going to see a lot of production early on because again, without preseason, these guys are going to have to feel their way into the offense. Well, they don't know what a hit feels like in the NFL. Correct. A lot of rookies. Correct. And, and just mastering the playbook. Like a guy like Zach Moss in Buffalo, he's behind Devin Singletary. Everyone expects him to be a big breakout this year. The fact is, Singletary's got two years in that offense where he can come in, know the playbook like the back of his hand, and be productive. Zach Moss, on the other hand, he might not see the field more than 40% of snaps. So he's got a lot less to work with to be productive in those 40% of snaps. Same thing's happening to Jonathan Taylor. Everybody, everybody, especially around here, loves Jonathan Taylor, former Wisconsin running back. Marlon Mack is still the guy in Indianapolis. By the end of the year, could oh, Jonathan no. Taylor steal his job? I bet this, he does. I bet he does too, but for this first quarter of the season, you should be riding Mack, and if you, if you play Taylor, you can't just guarantee him for 10 fantasy points. It could be, you know, it, it could be boom or bust. It could be just a few of the first few weeks. Right. Now, because this is the first time that teams are actually playing for realsies, you know, without a preseason, how many injuries do you think we're going to see this first week? Well, it's funny. We're already seeing a lot of that. you got a couple big wide receivers like Mike Evans and Kenny Galladay who have come up lame in practice this week with hamstring issues, and that's what you're going to see a lot of is these guys with no off-season training programs, they have been asked to rely on themselves for their off-season conditioning. But you can never really do that. Game game time is game time. Well, right. And if your conditioning is not on point, what starts to happen? You know, us old guys know it. You start pulling hamstrings. You start tweaking things. Mm-hmm. Your back doesn't feel quite right. All right? That's what's happening with some of these guys. So I think you're going to see a lot of soft tissue injuries in the first couple of weeks, these hamstrings, these groin strains, things like that, where it's going to have to be watched because – as we know, with a guy like, you know, remember Clay Matthews all those years in Green Bay? He'd had ham- he, he had a tweaked hamstring all the time, and he was just never effective in his past, you know, probably probably the last three seasons he was in Green Bay. He just never seemed right. At least couple, for sure. Yeah. Right. Did he land so, anywhere this, this season? I don't know. He was in know. Los Angeles last year. As I thought soon they as cut I said him, his, right? I think they did, too. As soon as I said his name, I had that thought as well. Wait, did he land? See, I, I, I just got to learn, like, who's on what team. Watching, starting watching you know some what, games, you know time to remember happen. what happens. Some some guys like Clay Matthews with injuries that are coming up, they'll pull people off the scrap heap for a couple of games, give them fifty grand. I don't know what the contracts are, but they'll just have to plug holes because I think there's going to be a heck of a lot more injuries than there ever has been. That's just what I think. It's the very possible. Weeks. Very possible, but I think it's also, I mean, it's just uh, it's impossible to predict, you know. And th- that's the NFL, and that's why. You know, you look at fantasy drafts and, like, drafting running backs every year. Like, you can pretty much count on half of them are going to be missing significant amounts of time. Just because, look, the the nature of it is that it's an incredibly violent game. And, yes, I'm curious to see how the lack of preseason, the lack of a true training camp is going to translate into additional injuries. It could be rough. 
I think it will be. Uh, you mentioned sloppy play, but the quarterbacks could be the factor. So we play hog head-to-head every week. How it works is we will pick a position. The four of us will take who we think will be the highest-scoring fantasy player at that position. If you align yourself with the top-scoring player out of the four, you win a prize. Uh, this week we're playing four copies of Ozzy's latest album, Ordinary Man and Five Finger Death Punches, F8. So we'll just do it simple. Top quarterback, they'll be the thing you can rely on. I'm trying to think, Commission, of everybody moving uh, house this uh, this past offseason. You got, you know, Tom, it's Tampa Bay now. You got Cam in New England. You got Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis. Am I missing any other big, uh, big moves in the quarterback uh, starting position from this offseason? But we had a lot because you had a lot of tenured guys that, that moved around. Um, no other real huge moves. You got Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, that's uh, correct. Dwayne Haskins gets the reins in Washington. Uh, and everyone's healthy. That's starting. That's supposed to start. No one's coming right. off a bad injury. Like Carson Wentz, he's always hurt. Is right. He back? I mean, Is ben Roethlisberger was injured all the last back? year, yeah. but all the training camp reports on Roethlisberger have been glowing. Everyone is saying that he's ready to come back. He's the kind of leader in the clubhouse for comeback player of the year right now, unless Alex Smith could somehow get on the field. Derek Carr still with the Raiders. Las still Vegas there. now. He's got he's got Mariota behind him now, which is going to apply a little bit of pressure. But so far, the Raiders have said that Carr is their guy, and they're going to go down with him. Same thing with Mitch Trubisky in Chicago, which you know Packer fans rejoice. Mitch is Mitch, the starting quarterback. Yeah. Mitch gets their. Nick they had Foles to do that there. though. They had they have to see what they have in Mitch. Who's the Chargers starter now? Uh, to Rod Taylor. Okay, he goes okay. And they've got and they drafted somebody. They drafted right? Justin Herbert. That's He's right. gonna be backing up Taylor, and they're wise to not throw Herbert yeah. to the Wolves right away. Okay. So a lot of moving pieces probably stick with the tried and true. I know uh, Mitch will have a lot of questions for you, Commission. Let's let's punt oh, his great. pick down the line. Mandy, you want to take the honors? Top scoring QB, you got the whole field. Who would you like to go with? Uh I think my pick is obvious, especially based on Mitch's and my draft. Writing it down uh, already. We're and going. I'm going with Mahomes. Pat Mahomes tonight. You can't go wrong. Me and Mandy are a team. Not now. Now we're individual. Oh, this it's not. Okay. No, this is you're on your your own for What's this that? one. Mitch so. is confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to get him out of the way, Commish? Just get Can it I, done. I'll, yeah. What do you want here, Mitch? What do you want? What QB? Who does? Who do the Ravens play? I, I'm just asking. I didn't see the schedule. You're lucky that I pulled this stuff up like right before we started talking. About they are at he home knows. against the Cleveland Browns. Okay, then uh, we'll take Lamar Jackson. You want Lamar Jackson? Okay. You want to go next, Kamish? No, I'll let you take okay. it. Okay. I'll take – I like just going – why not go with the guy I drafted? I probably overdrafted him. Again, we're talking off the air. I hated my draft. Uh, leading it didn't feel right. I'll go with – I'll go old school with – they're going to throw a lot and maybe score a lot of points. I will take uh, Drew Brees for fun, mm-hmm. who's my starting QB. Uh, so I'll go with him. He is – I think they're – are they at home against Tampa, against Tom Brady? Yeah, a lot of people road, sleeping right? on Brees this year. Brees and Rodgers were going like – 12th, 13th quarterback off the board. Give me the old guys. They right. know how to play, right? They don't um, make good decisions. I'm with Mandy here. I'm going to go out of tonight's game, but I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. And it's kind of because I think Mandy's quarterback is actually better. I think Mahomes is actually going to have the Chiefs leading, which means Deshaun's going to be in catch-up mode, which I love for yeah, fantasy he'll output. Have to, he'll have Who to are the guys it? he's throwing to? It's weird. No DeAndre Hopkins He's got there. Brandon Cooks, and he's got Will Fuller, and a familiar name. Who I think is going to have a much better season than people expect is Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb right. is going to be in the slot for them. And mm-hmm. if we he know anything, Texas teams. We right? know that Dallas Will Fuller is yeah. chronically banged up, and Brandon Cooks is already dealing with some injury issues. So Randall Cobb, if he can be the steady hand for that offense, 
Think about how Rodgers used to scramble and just make stuff up, stuff up off the fly. Well, he did just run like, back and forth. Just back like and Deshaun forth. Watson, Randall Cobb knows how to play with a quarterback like that. It's like old school, like street ball. Right. I like just it. Running NFL from one street. Side you remember that other. video game? Yeah. 414-799-1029. All right. Pick uh, the top scoring QB. Mahomes, Watson, Breeze, or Lamar Jackson. Bob and Ryan. And traffic. Lana, thank you very much. We're talking fantasy football with the commission every Thursday at 4. You can bank on it. Hog head to head. Uh, Dan Miller, our contestant from Plymouth, who he thinks the highest scoring QB will be out of Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes. Surprised me. Went with Brees. I thought Mahomes would be the easy, the the, the top pick. But uh, if Brees outscores those other three, he'll win Ozzy's and Five Finger Death Punch's latest CD. We'll keep track of our wins and losses going forward. Do we agree? So there's no bitching going forward. Whoever wins gets first pick. You got to dethrone yes. yeah, the champ, okay? Because yeah. last year's like, oh, Borna gets to go first again. Yeah, because we're still going to complain player. about it if that happens. Yeah, right. But it's just we're in agreement. It's on. It's on tape now. Yeah, but you I don't say. have to pick the best guy all the time. You right? can give us a chance. <laughs> I don't have to. But I know I, you I, don't I, have I to. That's win. All, that's all I'm so saying. I'm going to try to pick the best guy. So fair yeah. enough. Anyway, <laughs> Kamish, I have a question for you. What right. What is the plan? For the players to keep them safe, you know, there's no bubble. Uh, they're going to be jet setting around, playing different teams. Fans may or may not be in the stadium. Like, wh- what? What is the plan? As far as travel goes and the actual game day operations, in my opinion, there's really not much of a plan. Yeah. They're just kind of hoping for the best. What will happen is if a player does test positive, if they test positive and they're showing symptoms, then there's an automatic sit down for ten days, and. Uh, they must must have a negative test before they come back. So that's literally two weeks. Literally Correct. So two, they'll miss two games, two games, typically. If a player tests positive but is not showing symptoms, he can come back either 10 days after the positive test or in just five days if they produce two negative tests. So this is a big reason why the NFL decided to continue with daily testing. They want to test these guys every day, just get a handle on it. And what I think you'll find interesting is that I would bet that 99% of the players in the NFL who do test positive for COVID will be reported as, oh, he's not showing any symptoms, actually. So he'll be back within five days. So what are the rules, though, when they go home? Or when they, is it like you go to your hotel and that's it? Right, like they are supposed to stay in the hotel. You know, LaFleur was talking about that last week. Like, they're going to travel later. You know, in previous years, they might fly into Dallas on Saturday morning. This year they're going to fly in more like Saturday evening because they're just stuck in the hotel the whole time. They don't they don't want to try and keep you know fifty three guys in their twenties and early thirties in a hotel for eighteen hours. They'd rather minimize the which, time, which really isn't that. I think they're much. No, but, but you get a bunch of guys with millions of dollars, you know, and put them in Houston where there's I don't know about a million strip clubs yeah. per capita. They want to go out and hit the town. I think they're pretty regimented even before this when it came to. To actual the the twenty four hours leading up to a game where Correct, it's like there was curf- about, curfews. But do you remember last hotel? year in San Francisco for the Packers when they got waxed by the Niners and the talk? Well, they went out the talk date, all date next early, week. Right? Was, yes, because the they talk, went out and the talk yeah. all next week was right. about how they went out partying. Right, because they went out there a day early. It didn't have the Correct. the curfew the first night. So but I think it, like once you get to Saturday, willpower you, you're traveling yeah. or at home. <laughs> That's all. I wonder if they, I would imagine they're still doing the home hotel like all teams do this year. I mean, I, well, I don't know with COVID, maybe not. Where you you. You're always in a hotel room. Yeah, I'm not sure. A game. I haven't even heard about that. I don't even know if they're still doing I don't see why they wouldn't still do that because then you've got everybody under one roof and you've been tested and you're going to play the next day. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think, though. In my opinion, overall, they're flying by the seat of their pants yeah. here. Mm-hmm. 
They're just going to react, read and react right. to the positive tests they get. The one thing they have to avoid is what happened to baseball is where you get a breakout within an entire team, and now they can't even feel the roster. It's going to be tough to make up games. In it's impo- like it's going to be impossible yeah, to make really. up games. So. Well, we did our, uh, well, Mandy did our fantasy team picks, <laughs> and she did pretty good. She got a B-plus rating. I, don't, I know that doesn't necessarily mean Better than me. anything, but it has, it has some meaning. It has some It value. has no meaning, but that's You don't think happens. so? Nope, zero. So if you, what if you, what if you well, I could pick an F guy every time, like the first pick I would take a kicker. I believe that. that would, but of course that would have meaning then if, if I got an F. You, yes. Well, anyone. If anyone yeah. picked a kicker in the first round and then a uh, second string uh, tight end, so it does have some. No, some because it's bearing. all based on projections and potential, which means nothing at this point. No one has done anything, so you can't grade anything. <sighs> okay. You can't, you, can't, you can't take your kid to second grade and tell the teacher, you know, like, well, he should probably start off as an A because he's a pretty smart kid. No, but I— He has I, to do the work. But I'm just saying you could, you, could, you could fudge it to get an F on purpose. And it would be fudged, and, then and it would, would not be real. Then, then it would just be—then you wouldn't be trying. Anyway, we got pretty good <laughs> picks. We got a B plus. Right. I, have, I have our team name. Okay, I'm ready. I have the app open. I'm ready to change it. Who are our three main guys, Mandy? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, and Rob Gronkowski. Here it is. Aaron McGronk out. <laughs> this is what? I, I'm, it's just so underwhelming. I'm, I'm. I thought there'd be like something to it, Aaron, other than just like, like mashing names yeah. together. I, that's not what I was expecting either. I thought you had a phrase. Yeah. A, no, a I phrase. Well, Aaron, Mike, say it one more. T- one more time. Was Aaron, it? like airing. But Aaron, okay, Aaron McGronk out, McGronk out. Mahomes is Ma, and Gronk would stand for your unit. Aaron McGronk out. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. But oh, okay, so like, it's like, <laughs> do you get so it? It's like I did it until you it's explained like it right there. Airing something out. Yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah explaining out. it really helped. Okay. Okay. So how would she? Would, how would she spare? Yeah. How would I spell put it? it? Aaron, just spell it like yeah, it is. Aaron. Aaron and then M-A. And then McGronk. Aaron, you can't just spell Aaron is spelled multiple ways. Not only the name, but also the actual word. But like Aaron Jones. Not so Aaron a, with his not A-A. A-I-R-I-N with a little but dash. But Aaron like Aaron Jones. Aaron McGronk out. Ma, M-A-H. Ma. Holmes, G, capital G. Yes. R-O-N-K. So are you trying to make a play on O-U-T? Aaron it out? Yes. No. Why Aaron. don't you just say Aaron it out? No, I'm why you, Aaron. Why are you like shoehorning a Gronk in there? No, because here's this is the Gronk. I got to air it out. He's calling. Yeah. So, okay. So, if you don't if you don't want to have it, but I I thought it I was, think you have to have it at this point. Yeah. Mitch, I was yeah. going to call my team Ben Rothless Williams. <laughs> oh, maybe we don't we don't okay, have. So to. is McGronk one word or is it like Aaron <laughs> one word, Ma one word, Gronk one word? Or is, is it like M A H? Like I think it's possessive, be, yeah. like yeah. Ma Gronk. Ma yeah. Ma Gronk. And Mahomes is M A H, right? So yep. McGronk. You might Ma. have a character issue here too. So I do a possession. <laughs> <It's> a little... <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you do your, you know, your yeah. proper apostrophes and stuff. They're uh, McGronk out. I think McGronk we don't have to take it. I just thought me and my buddy Zach Nabel were on. We're texting back and forth. Uh, we had a few beers as it was going on, but I thought it was. No, I thought it was stellar. Commish, it's not, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not. not stellar. It's not. Is it? Is it even good? <laughs> it's not it even is. mediocre. It's, <laughs> you you pushed names together. That's all you. I did. know, but but Aaron McGronk. <laughs> no, no. What's he explained it? That was Aaron. You know his Gronk out. No. I didn't get it the first have, time. If you have to explain the joke, yeah. 
You didn't do it right. Your thing, your Gronk. No. Okay. But yeah, there's okay. a lot of Gronk-related things you could but do. We both, <laughs> we both got it right away as we were texting, but it, man, I, we don't have I'd to. say you got to go at this point. We've talked about it this much. I think you go with it. I do. I also, because we, we can make fun of you all, all year. All year. We've got another 15 weeks to make fun Maddie, of Aaron McGronk out. Do you, do you want those guys to poke fun of us all year? I mean, it's going to happen. So. All right, we'll take it. All right, real quick, Kamish, before uh, we let you go, run <laughs> through who done. do you like Who do you like in each division this uh, this year to make the playoffs? Expand, few... Expanded playoffs, too, right? Right. Expanded teams? So seven <laughs> yeah. teams per conference. Yeah. There's a few easy ones for me. I think the NFC East is clearly the Cowboys. Uh, I think you've got the AFC West is clearly going to be the Chiefs. AFC South is Houston. AFC North, I'm going with the Ravens, but I do think the Steelers make a push and get a wild card spot. AFC East, everyone seems to be on Buffalo. And Josh, not New England, right? Allen, Last right. place, Patriots. I don't know. I, mean, I think the Pats are going to win this division, man. Yeah. It's, just, it's I, just what they do. I'm not going to count them out like, until Cam I see Newton it. Cam Newton is serviceable yeah. enough. Yeah, I then agree. I, then on the NFC, I already said I got the Cowboys in the East. I'm going with the Seahawks out West. I think San Fran comes back down to earth a little bit this year. I got to go Packers in the North, and it's almost by default. because nobody else. I don't know it. what to expect <laughs> out of the Packers this year. I mean, they, they could be 13-3 and three again, or they could go 5-11. and 11. I don't really yeah. know. Um, but yeah, none of the other teams scare me at all. Lions actually could be a bit of a problem, um, which is just a weird thing to say. Bears not entity. But then the again. last one, the, the big division in the NFC is the NFC South because you got Tampa Bay now, and they got a hell of an offense. They just picked up Leonard Fournette, who's going to be a bust this weekend. Watch out! But I'm not taking Tampa in that division. I think Drew Brees has a lot in the tank, and I think that the Saints are going to win that division. I think you could have three playoff teams in that division between. New Orleans, Tampa, and Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. I, I think I it's. I think Atlanta's I think window of opportunity division, yeah. is closed. Matt Ryan's a very good quarterback. He's got stellar wide receivers, and they just picked up Hayden Hurst as a tight end. He's going to be a breakout. All right, Commissioner, we'll do this every Thursday at four. Hog head to head fantasy football. You'll join us uh, three thirty Mondays, most Mondays after Packers games or we'll Tuesdays see you after Monday. Monday. Yes. Okay, looking forward Commission, to it. Be honest. Aaron Aaron McGronko. Aaron McGronko. What do you think? Get the Gronk out of here. (laughs) Kevin Holden of CBS 58. We'll uh, delve more into the Packers season next. It's the hog. All right. It was good. Nice job, everyone.